You are Locked On Patriots, your daily New England Patriots podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello to all of you Foxborough faithful. You are now locked in to the Locked On Patriots podcast. It is Thursday, July 8th, 2021, and it's time for a Thursday visit from our resident voice of reason here on your daily home for news, notes, and analysis infused with the occasional opinion on your six-time Super Bowl champions, the New England Patriots. And don't forget, Patriots fans, if you're a fantasy football fan, winning your league starts with the right data. My friend and colleague Vinny Iyer of the Sporting News provides you with the edge you need in your fantasy football leagues. Locked On Fantasy Football is a daily podcast all year round, so your fantasy team never fails. Subscribe to the Locked On Fantasy Football podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Greetings and salutations, Patriots Nation, and thank you for joining me here on this Thursday episode of the pod. My name is Mike DeBate, and I cover your New England Patriots for Patriots Maven of Sports Illustrated. I am also your host of the Locked On Patriots podcast, which of course is a proud part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And folks, because it's your team every day, that means your questions, comments, and feedback are always welcomed and very much appreciated. So share that feedback. Send it to the internet by reaching out to me and following me on Twitter at M-D-A-B-A-T-E-N-F-L. And while you're out there doing some Thursday traveling through that Twitterverse, please be sure to follow the Locked On Patriots account as well at L-O underscore Patriots. Pats fans, I've said many times on these airwaves, offensive skill positions may get the headlines, and they're getting the headlines right now, whether it be Nikhil Harry's trade request or the signing of Mac Jones to his rookie deal. Everybody wants to know about the offense, but defense wins championships. And today here on the pod, we're going to put the defense in the spotlight, specifically the defensive line. Your New England Patriots ranked 26th in the league last year at defending against the run. You know that's got to stick in the craw of Bill Belichick. He's not happy about it, the fans aren't happy about it, and the Patriots players on the field aren't happy about it. So what do you do when you're not happy? You go out, you upgrade, and you build yourself back up again. And that's exactly what the Patriots did this offseason. Had some glaring holes along this defensive line, and they filled them with some very big gentlemen that will unquestionably improve the quality of this defensive line. Devon Godchow, Henry Anderson, big free agent signings for the Pats. Christian Barmore and Ronnie Perkins coming aboard via the draft. The re-signing of guys like Dietrich Wise Jr. and Lawrence Guy all point to the Patriots wanting to be better at two things in 2021, setting the edge and stuffing the run. They go hand in hand, and if you do one well, you're able to do the other particularly well. And because we're talking defense, that means we're going to be visited today by one of Locked On Patriots' favorite guests that has a Ph.D. in defense. That's right, I'm talking about my Patriots' Paisan himself, my good friend Steve Balistrieri. Steve joins me here today on the pod to talk about the defensive line. Who does he believe has been the best free agent acquisition for the Patriots? We'll also discuss who might be heading into training camp with a little something extra to prove. There's a lot of depth along this defensive line, and several players, even a few last year that were considered roster locks, might now consider themselves on the outside looking in. 
Last but certainly not least, we'll ask Steve to gaze into his Balistrarian crystal ball, and we'll talk about what he sees for the Patriots' ceiling for this defensive line when it comes to the 2021 season. Folks, it's all about the defense. It's all about the D-line here on today's episode of Locked On Patriots, and in just a moment, my Patriots Paisan will join me here on the hot seat to talk anything and everything Pat's D-line when this Thursday episode of the Locked On Patriots podcast continues. Locked On listeners, get all the latest news, odds, and info for all of your sporting needs, including Major League Baseball, the NBA, NHL, all of your UFC MMA action, and of course the NFL with the only place that has you covered and the only place we trust. Bet online. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Before the start of your next favorite sporting event, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the greatest sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest information. You can track all the action at Bet Online. Head over to the website at betonline.ag and sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code LOCKED ON. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the action. Head over to their website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code Locked On. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Locked On listeners, we've all heard the phrase often imitated but never duplicated. It's a part of the sports fans' lexicon, and that's because only the best athletes and sports teams can provide you with the best possible moments. And in that vein, the only ones who could provide the best, healthy, low-calorie, and delicious treats to satisfy all of your snacking needs are the ones who provided the best in the first place. That's right, folks, I'm talking about Built Bar, because no one can do it like they do it. Built Bars are available in a multitude of delicious flavors, 100% real chocolate, soft, easy to chew, and they're not only low-calorie and low-sugar, but also high-protein and high-fiber. Built Bar has no crazy additives, half the calories of its most popular competitors, and get this, 7 times fewer carbs, 7 times fewer grams of sugar, and more protein. So don't delay, do it today. Prepare your taste buds for wow, and make Built Bar your go-to protein bar right now. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. Patriots fans, after yet another brief hiccup in the schedule, that means we get a Thursday visit from our resident voice of reason to lend his wisdom and counsel here on Locked On Patriots. He is one of the best and most knowledgeable columnists that you can find anywhere in Patriots media. You know his great work from PatsFans.com, as well as being the co-host of not one but two amazing podcasts, Patriots 4th and 2, and One Patriots Place. He is my Patriots paisan, and despite what he'll tell you week after week, he is very much worthy of all the praise he gets and then some. Steve Balistrieri joins me here today. Welcome back to Locked On Patriots, my friend. I know I've been having mic withdrawals. I haven't talked to you in a couple of weeks. You know, we had, uh, well, we had a glitch last week in the system and the week before, you know, I had uh, a death in the family. So, you know, we, uh, we haven't talked for a while and I, I've been, I've been jonesing for some football talk with you, my friend. 
Absolutely. And we've missed you here on the airwaves here, buddy, because Lockdown Patriots has been running an abbreviated schedule, but we know there have been some scheduling issues. Definitely wishing you and yours the very best. And we're glad to have you back here because we're slowly getting back to business here as training camp gets set to open. And today, my friend, we're going to discuss a topic that is very near and dear to your heart defense, particularly the defensive line, as we continue our preview here on Locked On Patriots of the Pats positional depth charts. But before we begin on that subject, Steve, the big news from the past couple of days has been the trade request of one Nikhil Harry. Uh, Murph joined me here on the pod yesterday, and you know that he and I have praised Harry in our assessments of him throughout his two years that he's been in New England. Uh, Can't really say that for much of the media in this town, definitely not the fan base, Folks, if you have any question about that, check out my Twitter feed. You'll find out how much vitriol is thrown in the way of one Nikhil Harry. But, you know, Harry's trade request can have a ripple effect on the Patriots this season. And it can have an effect on Harry, too. He believes he'll be better off outside New England as he continues his career. Steve, what was your reaction to this trade request? Did it surprise you? Was it a foregone conclusion, in your opinion? And do you think that the Patriots will eventually be better off without Nikhil Harry? Well, um, it surprised me a little bit because I know Harry's been up until this point, he's been saying all the right things. You know, he wants to be a member of the Patriots. He wants to be, you know, a productive member of the team. But, you know, uh, as, as much as he struggled and, as you know, my friend, I am a, a Nikhil Harry apologist. I, I make no bones about it. And as much as, you know, we can say he hasn't produced, which he has not, you know, especially for a first-round draft pick, the way he's been used in this uh, system and the way the Patriots coaches have utilized him, I think it's as much to blame. And I think the frustration level's probably boiled over on his part. And with the new guys that they've added, Kendrick Bourne, you know, and uh, Nelson Aguilar, he's probably seen the writing on the wall that, you know, he doesn't fit into their plans. So he's probably beating them to the punch and asking for a trade where, you know, hopefully he can get a fresh start. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, I've been a Harry apologist as well. I've been accused as such as recently as this morning. So I know all about that. and I can definitely sympathize with it. But look, I think there's two sides to every story here. Yes, there is some of it on Nikhil struggling to find the separation, really trying to find an identity outside of being someone that can go up and make contested catches. Ultimately, if you want to groom yourself or the team that drafted you wants to groom you into a, a number one or at least a number two wide receiver, you don't want that receiver just going up and making contested catches all the time. One, it can put your quarterback in a precarious situation. Two, it can also mean that your player is subject to injury, regardless of how physically tough he is. You keep making contested catches like that or living on them, and it's going to be a very difficult way to be a top-flight receiver in this league. So I think Nikhil is going to go to a spot, or at least I think he's hoping to go to a spot, where he can maintain that niche type of role that I think will be beneficial for him For the Patriots, I think it's time to move on. I think they need to look at other options. I think they will with Aguilar, with Bourne. Let's not forget, Murph and I also talked yesterday about Jonu Smith and Hunter Henry coming to town. Uh, The emergence of Devin Asiasi, who really could make uh, strides in being a pass catcher this year. We saw him do it. He's got wide receiver-like movements uh, from his time at UCLA. 
not saying he's going to change positions, folks. Don't misconstrue what I'm saying. But the Patriots do have, quote unquote, weapons at their disposal for whomever is throwing him the ball. So I agree with you on Nikhil, and I think it's just best for the two sides to uh, issue a clean break. But uh, I also think we need to back it off a little bit on all the vitriol being thrown his way. There was some inconsistencies with the way he was deployed as well. And I think he might continue his career and be able to show some productivity elsewhere. I just don't think it was ever going to happen here in New England. Well, but you know what? From the offense, we shift our focus to the defense. And Steve, we said several times here that the two biggest problems that the Patriots had in 2020 on the preventative side of anyway, were setting the edge and stopping the run. They go hand in hand. And we know that, but the Patriots just didn't do either of them particularly well last year, mostly because they didn't have the personnel to do it. This offseason, Patriots spent big on their defense. They re-signed Dietrich Wise, re-signed Lawrence Guy. They bring in guys like Devon Godchow, Henry Anderson in free agency. They draft Christian Barmore and Ronnie Perkins, although I think Perkins is looking to be groomed more as an outside linebacker from the reps and the, the stuff we've seen from him in minicamp. But this unit definitely improved. The Pats clearly knew they had a problem, Steve. They went out, they addressed it. As you look at this team, who do you think was the best offseason addition and who will help put this team back among the formidable front lines in the NFL in 2021? Well, I'm going to have to toot my own horn here. I'm sorry. I usually don't do that, Mike, but I'm going to do it because when free agency started, I listed among the top three free agents that I wanted the Patriots to sign. Number three was Henry Anderson because I thought he was such a very, very good fit for what they like to do defensively. And, you know, from all that we've been reading about and hearing about through, uh, you know, OTAs and minicamp, Anderson had a outstanding spring. So we're hoping to see more of that. You know, the, but, you know, when you look at the big scheme of things, last year they were 26 at stopping the run. They didn't have a, a quote-unquote nose tackle because, uh, you know, the guy who was, uh, you know, I, I still don't know if he actually existed, but uh, he, he opted out and they had lost Danny Shelton the year before. So Devin Godchuk bringing him in uh, I thought was huge for this team because they need that big, immovable guy who could two-gap to, you know, over the nose and mm-hmm. allow some of the other guys to do their thing. Resigning Lawrence Guy was, I thought, huge for the team as well. And then drafting Barmore, like you said, he was the top defensive lineman in the draft. And, you know, uh, I think, you know, go, go, they're going to go from 26, I think, to very close to being a top 10 team against the run. Yeah, I think so, too. And look, for the reasons that you mentioned, getting Barmore in the second round, as you mentioned, one of the best, if not the best defensive lineman in the draft, to me is going to go down as a steal. Uh, I talked to several of my colleagues here at the Locked On Podcast Network, a few of my colleagues at SI that still can't believe that Christian Barmore fell to the New England Patriots after being able to get Mac Jones in the first round. It's definitely an embarrassment of riches, and the Patriots will take it. I think Barmore has a chance to be a top-flight defender in this league for many, many years. I've got a lot of confidence in him 
and I personally can't wait to see him on the field and how he takes uh, you know to Bill Belichick's coaching style and the Patriots' defensive line. Maybe rookie season, it's a little much to put a lot on his shoulders, but make no mistake about it, this kid's ready, and he's going to be ready to play at a big-time level for quite a number of years. But the Pats definitely knew that the interior of the defensive line was a weak spot. They went out. Devon Godshaw coming in, he's someone that can be versatile. He can play along all three tackle positions, but I think he's likely to see the majority of his playing time in the middle. He really is a little smaller than the Patriots' prototypical nose tackle. He's not a Vince Wilfork coming in here or having that type, or even go back years, Ted Washington, even a Danny Shelton. But he's got the player presence, and he has the toughness and the strength to be able to play that position and play it well. So I think he's going to be someone to keep an eye on. And I love your suggestion about Henry Anderson. And after you had suggested him, uh, I did go in and do a little bit more research on him. And, you know, NFL Next Generation stats were something that I always kind of kept a sharp eye on anyway. But this one really, really popped out at me. The highest run stuff rate among players with at least 500 snaps in 2020 henry anderson can do a great job of stuffing the run he can do a great job of defending the pass he can get after the passer as well he had seven sacks and 16 quarterback hits back in 2018 when he was called upon to do that role more often so i agree with you upgrades all around um I would probably say long-term, their best off-season acquisition probably will be Barmore. But this season, I agree with you. I think it's Henry Anderson. And you don't have to apologize for tooting your own horn, my friend. Toot away, because I think it's a great, great observation. And I think, you know, we're going to replay this podcast probably when uh, the season progresses and into the season uh, for people, you know, singing the praises of how good Henry Anderson is for this team. Very similar to the way I tooted my own horn all last year when it came to Adrian Phillips. I don't think anyone expected him to come in and be the type of player that he was, but I knew his pedigree and I knew what this kid could do from his time in Los Angeles. And I was so happy to see him put it together here in New England. Steve, your wisdom, your counsel, your reason that always brings us back to a level-headed place here. And even after all the Harry madness, <laughs> that's why we love having you here. <laughs> Talking defensive line, keeping us grounded. But, folks, we are not done yet because it's time to talk potential camp battles. We'll also discuss Steve's thoughts on the season outlook for the Patriots' defensive line as a whole. Find out what Steve thinks this team has in mind when the Locked On Patriots podcast continues. Patriots fan Steve Balistrieri joins me here today on the pod, taking some Patriots D-line and putting it into what we do here on this Wednesday edition of the pod. And Steve, the Pats have some bona fide talent on this depth chart. There's no question about it. We've talked about a few of them in the previous segment. But there are some on this positional grouping that might be facing an uphill battle to make the roster this year. We're talking guys with something to prove. And Steve, as we head into camp, who has your sharp eye as someone that could find themselves on the roster bubble if that player doesn't have a strong start to training camp? Well, you know what? Looking at this defensive line, as we mentioned, they've made so many great additions to it. I'm looking at a guy like Byron Coward, who mm -hmm. he played almost 42% of the defensive snaps a year ago. And right now, I mean, I'm looking at this defensive line. I, I recently did a 53-man Roster projection, granted it's quite early, but I looked at Devin Godchuk, Lawrence Guy, Dietrich Weiss, Henry Anderson, and Christian Barmore, 
as the five guys I'm keeping, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and that would put Byron Coward definitely on the bubble unless mm-hmm. they decide to keep a sixth guy. But, you know, with Montrevious Adams, Carl Davis, Akeem Spence, Nick Thurman, all of those guys are going to be competing, you know, for possibly one roster spot. So I, I think the depth this year is really going to make the defensive line pop in training camp. I think guys like, you know, Lawrence Guy and Dietrich Weiser, they just re-signed, and, and of course, Barmore, they're all untouchables. So uh, as far as I'm concerned, but even guys like Anderson and Godchuk, who they just gave free agent contracts to, I think it's going to be tough unless they decide to keep more than five. I agree with you. I actually had five defensive linemen, the same five defensive linemen you just mentioned in my 53-man roster prediction that I published about a week ago. And it is early. I mean, we haven't seen camp battles yet or anything to that nature. But I agree with you. I think Byron Coward right now is someone that showed a a little glimpse of promise last year. And at the same time, You also look at him and you wanted him to take that next step. I think he's going to be coming into camp with a little chip on his shoulder this year. Maybe that earns him a sixth-man spot. Maybe the Patriots do decide to carry six defensive linemen because I know that linebacker core is stacked to the max. I think the Patriots are going to uh, roster more linebackers this year and maybe have some of them help out on the defensive line. Maybe someone like a Chase Winovich, uh, you know, who could, uh, you know, play a little bit on the defensive line. Maybe someone like a Ronnie Perkins that might be, uh, you know, diverse enough to be able to give you that type of versatility. But ultimately, I agree with you on Coward. I think he's right now in the crosshairs and he's going to come into camp maybe with something to prove. But Beyond belief and without a question, uh, he's going to come into camp with a lot of competition because you mentioned Montrevious Adams. You mentioned guys like Akeem Spence. A lot of people forget about him on this line. Nick Thurman. You know, there's a lot of depth, and the Patriots definitely do have a lot of depth on defense this year. Found themselves a little thin at some of these positions last year. They will not have that problem in 2021. But that leads me quite nicely into my final question for you today. And it seems that we're in agreement that the D-line is going to be much improved this season and that the Patriots will move forward and will be much better than what we saw last year, particularly that 26th-ranked run defense that the Pats put out there in 2020. But, Steve, when you look into that Balistrarian crystal ball, prognosticate into the future, my paisan, what is your 2021 season outlook for the Patriots' defensive line? I, I think this defensive line is going to be really, really good. I know I'm, I'm looking through this through my Patriots' rose-colored glasses, but I love the additions that they've made, bringing back Lawrence Guy, getting a nose tackle like Godchuk, bringing in a guy like Henry Anderson, drafting Barmore. And then, you know, you mentioned at the outset a guy like Ronnie Perkins who was originally – thought of as a defensive uh, end in a 4-3. Now he's probably going to play some outside linebacker. We'll probably see him at times with his hand in the dirt. Um, I think this defensive line is going to be extremely, extremely good this year. I look for them to be much improved against the run. I look for them to be much improved against the pass as well. I think this is a – you can make an argument that it's going to be a top-10 unit. 
Yeah, I think so as well. I think this does have the chance to be a top 10 unit. And look, two guys that the Patriots are bringing back that we haven't discussed much of, Lawrence Guy, Dietrich Wise. I mean, you know, you look at Lawrence and you look at what he was able to do last year, you know, being a reliable interior presence. He was a first-time captain. I think he was the lone bright spot last year in the Patriots' run defense. You give him the opportunity to play alongside some of the guys that we've discussed, like a Henry Anderson, like a Devon Godchow. Those guys have the ability to really make Lawrence Guy a better football player. And even though they've lost Adam Butler to free agency, the guys that they've added have definitely helped to mitigate that loss and then some. Dietrich is someone I'm so happy to see kind of coming into his own, and I hope he continues that journey forward. Uh, he was one of the first players I ever had the chance to interview as a rookie uh, coming in uh, to, uh, to – I was a rookie on the Patriots beat as well myself, so we kind of got the opportunity to, uh, you know, really kind of make our bones together. Um, and, uh, you know, in a lot of ways, I really think that there's uh, some great things that can be, uh, uh, that can be done here. Um, you know, between sacks, he really has moved into more of that traditional end in the team's 3-4 based front. So I think Dietrich is poised for a big year because a lot of what the Patriots have done with the interior and the defensive line as a whole, including the edge, really shows me that they're looking to move back into that 3-4 uh, method that allows the linebackers like Kyle Van Noy, Matt Judon, Dante Hightower to really thrive and really pin their ears back and get after and put pressure on the quarterback. And you know what? I love talking D-line with you so much. I'll tell you what, why don't we bring you back here next week? We'll talk some linebackers, and that's going to be a fun one to talk, my friend, uh, because you are our defensive guru, and we love having you here. Steve, what can I say? Thanks so much for taking the time out today to come on. Join me here on Locked On Patriots. Before I let you go, my friend, please let everyone know where they can find you on social media, what we can look forward to in the coming days and weeks from the great pen and the great voice of Steve Balistrieri. Well, thanks for having me, Mike. As always, it's my pleasure, and uh, I look forward to it. You can find me uh, at patsfans.com. Um, I'm on Twitter, at SteveB7SFG. And, uh, yeah, we're, we're going to start publishing our pre-training camp uh, looks at roster uh, battles and, and positional battles going into training camp in the 2021 season because, like you, I can't wait for all this stuff to get started. Now it's just a couple of weeks away. Absolutely. Just a couple of weeks away, July 27th, players report. July 28th, the floodgates are open, and the Gillette Stadium gates are open for the first time in a long while. It'll be great to see fans up at Gillette again. It'll be great to see the boys back out on the field. And we continue our march toward training camp here on Locked On Patriots. Talking linebackers once again here with my good friend, my Patriots Paisan, next week. Until then, my friend, stay safe, stay well, and thanks once again for joining me here today on Locked On Patriots. Have a great weekend, buddy. Pats fans, thank you so much for joining me here today on this episode of Locked On Patriots. But we're just scratching the surface when it comes to Patriots coverage heading into training camp beginning in just a little over a couple of weeks. So to ensure that you do not miss a single second of the action, download, subscribe to, and follow the Locked On Patriots podcast on platforms such as Spotify, the Odyssey app, Google Podcasts, 
Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. Just make sure that you are staying locked in to Locked On Patriots. And get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, my name is Mike DeBate. I thank my good friend Steve Balistrieri for his time, his insight, and his appearance on today's pod. But most of all, I thank you so much for listening and for continuing to make Locked On Patriots a daily part of your New England Patriots coverage. Until next time, Foxborough faithful, stay safe, stay well, be the change you wish to see in the world. Have a great day, everyone.